When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind. Yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies. I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead. Mixed with chocolate syrup? Ooh, why not? When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler Sandies shortbread cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class. And 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Will, did you watch Floor is Lava? No, I had to Google what it was, and uh-huh. it looks like it would be a ridiculous amount of fun. It's so much fun. Writer, are you in? Should we do Pod Beats no, World on Floor is Lava? Mm-hmm. Why not? I am t- well, no. You're a buzzkill. No, it looks so painful. It looks so painful. Like, I'm always like, no, 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 because they're always jumping onto hard plastic things or like pieces of furniture. I mean, and you go on getting- Goofy Sky School. Yeah, like, no. No, I'm not. Well, first of all, I just don't like being on camera doing any sort of like appearances of any sort, you know, even like a fun game. show. Like I will play Floor is Lava in my living room with you guys or in someone's house if you want to. Okay. No, I want to go on a game show. Then let's go get a different third and go on it, Danielle. Yes. I'm no longer going to let Ryder stop us from having fun, damn it. Thank you. Tony Quinn. Get Tony Quinn. Oh my gosh, how fun would Tony Daniels be perfect. Bill would be great on Floor is Lava. (laughs) Lee oh, by the Norris. Way, Lee Norris. Uh, Lee and would actually probably be great at it. Um, I think it would be. I think we could get Lee. We could get um, Trina. I think would do Trina it. would do it. Trina yeah. would do it in a second. Kathy Ireland would be great. Oh, Kathy Ireland would do it. 
How would we go about getting on Floor is Lava? How would we do that? I have no idea. I don't I, do you I even would, know is it filmed in LA? Like, is nope, that even here? I know nothing. I know zero. <laughs> I know zero information. It could be like an Australian show or something like that. All I know is that Adler loves it. And it's he, a great family show. It's, it's so funny. It's so like, much it's, fun. It, I, I, yeah. I, when it first came out, I was like, what is this? And then it ended up being the thing that we watched with Indy, with uh, his grandparents, my in laws. Like, we just laugh so hard. Yes. It's so fun. Um, and then you're screaming at the screen. You're constantly like, don't. Yeah, don't do that. Let's jump. Yes. I haven't watched it yet. Are people getting like legitimately hurt or is it just more? It doesn't look like it. No. It doesn't look like it, but it looks painful. It, there uh, are times like I know it. what writer's talking about. There are times where somebody's standing on something and everything's covered yes. in the lava. So everything's slippery and you have to stand on something without any runway to get any sort of momentum going. And you Ugh. just have to like jump from there to this next like platform. Yeah. And the platforms do look like they are very hard, not squishy at yeah. all. No, they don't. I saw anything. that. Yeah. Like I saw that. The, the one clip I saw anything. is just somebody hitting like a rock and like trying yeah. to grab on like I a would rock be thing. Terrified. And, and uh, you know, you guys know me. Are you kidding me? Like I throw myself physically into things. Remember how I used to always like get hurt or hurt people on our set if I had to do anything physical? Well, you, you, like, have I, a, you have a tendency in. to be like a, a puppy with giant paws. Yeah. Yes. Still. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> a little so that, but I wouldn't I'm say not, you were, you You know, you're not that. I mean, you okay, seem to let be me coordinated. Am I graceful and coordinated? No. <laughs> I don't know. I've I never seen you like very... dance or something like that. Are you graceful exactly. and coordinated? You don't remember doing capoeira? You don't yeah. want to see me dance. Were you were you good at capoeira? <laughs> I could do. I was. You know. I did gymnastics, and okay. I could like. I can do handstands. I can walk mm-hmm. on my hands. Uh, yeah, I but can't do any of that. But I can't. I just have no grace. I have no physical grace. And like the idea of doing something physical in front of care in front of a camera is probably not a good idea for me. <laughs> Maybe you could you could smelt something for us to get from yes. one side to the other. You could like sure. we could. <gasps> I you could, could be also, your coach. You could be the coach. I, I could be, sure. You could summertime switch We could switch do it. that. Yeah, you we could, could do that. Coach. We could get a third, a Tony Quinn, a Trina McGee, a Lee Norris to, to join us as our three. And Ryder is our coach who talks us through that. what we need to do. I'm, I'm into that, that idea. Uh, I'll, I'll have Adler get on it. Adler will figure out how to get us on that show because... <laughs> Adler would that's what love it, it nowadays. Yeah, as your little kid I've, to figure I've out how to get hired Adler. This is how I'm going to build up his little Roth IRA. I'm just, I've already <laughs> hired him. He's he's going to reach out to networks and streamers and just try to get us appearances. On I'm things. curious if it's even shot in L.A. Like I'm curious if, if it's even here or not. Yeah, interesting. Probably because it's Netflix and it's right? they built up against studio. another team, right? Yeah, there's like three teams per episode. Well, but you're really competing with yourself. I know. I guess. Yeah. No, you are. You don't, then, do you even do you even meet the other team though, or it's, it's more like you f- you do your own thing and then they you... watch you. So whoever the team is uh, that okay. goes first, then at That's the end, right. if That's they right. may, even if they don't, they go up high with the host and they watch the other team compete because That's right. okay. it's three teams and only two of them get to go to the big volcano at the end. Uh, so okay. you so are I rooting suggest... for someone to fail so that you, so you can, can get there. Get there, right? I suggest Boy Meets World. Full House, Saved by the Bell. We all go and do Floor is Lava. Those are the three teams. Wow. That's my suggestion. I say we do that. That's really um, good. And each one can have a coach so that if there's somebody who like doesn't want doesn't to participate, play, but wants they to can be, be there, a coach. They can coach us. And Ryder can yeah. be like, jump on that thing. And, that, and, and then honestly, we'll that would be that. That's such an important position because I do think the way Ryder mentioned where you're like yelling at the TV, you can... From afar, you can see very clearly what the paths are to the exit. Once you're right. in it, I think you're I think you're a little like, I don't see it anymore. And so you right. need a writer on the deck telling you what to do. Um, 
I'm down for that. Yeah, the eyes. You need like the eyes of the, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody high looking out, seeing the whole picture. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Welcome to Pod Meets World. I'm Danielle Fischel. I'm Ryder Strong. And I'm Will Fredo. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. As a podcast focused on reliving memories from our past, I can tell you firsthand, as you get older, your memory just isn't as reliable as it used to be. Yeah, if we didn't have Will here, there would be a lot of dead air. (laughs) That is true, Robert. Well, guys, since I know you need a little help, you're going to love Legacy Box. It's the safest way to digitize your home videos and pictures, even when you think you don't have a way to watch them anymore. Oh, this is perfect, especially with Mother's Day right around the corner. It really is the perfect gift for the whole family, whether it's a sweet 16 or college graduation. First steps or performing a Backstreet Boys dance in between scenes on your childhood network sitcom. This is the way to reconnect with your history. The process is so easy. You just fill your legacy box with old VHS or camcorder tapes, pictures, negatives, film reels. I mean, they even work with over 15 different types of analog media, so they have you covered. Then you just send the box back and their team professionally digitizes everything by hand in the U.S. And you'll get it all back on the cloud or on a thumb drive along with your originals. I recently sent off my first box to Legacy Box and I got into my old storage unit and found about 40 tapes, all different media. And I was able to label each one and send it off. I cannot wait to see what these tapes hold. Jensen and I also recently got some of his home videos digitized and being able to hear his parents' voices again has been a real gift. So join over 1.5 million families that have trusted Legacy Box with their memories. Go to LegacyBox.com world to save 60% during their best Mother's Day sale ever. It's time to connect with your past and make sure those memories are preserved properly. That's LegacyBox.com world. Summer is steadily approaching and you know what that means. Wearing a shirt at the beach so I don't look like a sad radish for the entire vacation. Okay, maybe. Being thirsty? Yes, Ryder, you got it. It is time to go outside and bask in the glory that is sunshine with barbecues and hikes and trips to exotic locations. With your shirt on? Yes, with your shirt on. It is time to jump into a camper van with your son and your wife and... Torture everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with all these summer activities, it's so important that you stay hydrated. And we're here to tell you all about Liquid IV. It has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. You just rip open a packet and pour it into your water and bam, you're hydrating with electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. But most importantly, it tastes good. It's so easy and perfect after a workout, which I do to replenish after a nice long run. And you can travel with Liquid IV right there in your pocket. Add it to a water on a flight or after a big night when you need just a little assistance to get up in the morning. Tear, pour, live more. One stick plus 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. And with sugar-free flavors like white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime, you can't miss. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. 
Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code WORLD at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code WORLD at liquidiv.com. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 6, This Little Piggy. It originally aired October 27th, 1995. The synopsis is that Corey finds himself in the middle of a fight between Sean and Topanga after Sean takes it upon himself to adopt a pig. Also, Eric goes to the opera with Feeney. It was directed by Jeff McCracken. It was written by Mark Blutman and Howard Buskang and guest starring Richard Karn as Victor. He was known best for playing Al Borland in Home Improvement. Overall impressions of this episode, memories right off the bat you want to talk about. What are our thoughts? I have a lot, actually. Okay. Um, I was very excited for this episode because yeah. I remember having positive memories of the pig and how yes. the pig was and working uh-huh. with the pig. Uh, I remembered Richard Karn, but did not remember that it was the pig episode with Richard Karn. Me neither. Karn. Right. Same. So, Same. yeah, no recollection of the Feeney Eric storyline. So that was interesting, but obviously it relates to your real life experience where you went to the ballet with <laughs> Bill. Yes. I couldn't help but thinking about that. Um, I, I am so bad in this episode, and I do not like this episode because of the performances. Like, I just thought... Just, I thought everybody was off, but especially me. Um, and I, I was bummed. I just didn't like it. And, and, and then I thought it was just a weird storyline. I was like, wait, what is this? Mm-hmm. So we can get into it. But um, I think something was going on with me. Like, I think I was either sick or um, oh, yeah. in a really bad mood, uh, and which I hope I get out of and don't stay in for the rest. But I feel like I am so low energy in this episode, and it's painful mm. to watch. I was like, dude, Ryder, wake up. Um, I think... A big part of that was because we didn't shoot in front of a live audience, I'm assuming. Because of the pig? Because oh. of the pig, oh, yeah. Okay. And with a lack of an audience, it feels so low yes. energy, especially low vocal energy for me, that it really um, buries. And 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 uh, what otherwise would be, a, I think, a kind of a fun episode mm-hmm. feels really low energy on my part, but in general. So, I can huh. agree with you that there's a little there's some moments that feel a little low energy. And I mean, specifically when Richard Karn comes in, I was really yeah. surprised Richard Karn didn't get the Rue McClanahan treatment of the exactly. big, Boo, but it's Nothing. because there is, you know, no audience. Um, And I my performance is truly unwatchable, but also I cannot believe this is I cannot believe this is an episode they did this early on. I know. With Topanga and and I we I have I a lot of a lot of thoughts there. Um, I liked it. Did you? you got it, yeah. I did. Well, you I were did. great at it. You're, You're so, so fun. This good. Was, uh, such a fun. I thought this to me. And again, I completely agree with you, Danielle. It seemed very early to do this in in the Corey they're now just forcing the Corey Topanga relationship like you're supposed to know they've been together forever and this is the second time we've well, seen they them together. Two months, I think. I know so it's weird. Yeah. But but to me, it felt like a Boy Meets World episode. Mm-hmm. There was, huh. it's between, there's a problem where right. Corey's stuck between his girlfriend and his best friend. Right. Right. Eric and Feeney are together. The parents come in, give good words of wisdom. Like it felt like a Boy Meets World episode to me. I can see that. So I, I liked that. it. Yeah. I, I did. I, I, I definitely liked it. I don't think you were, I don't think you were as low energy as you think you are. I thought you looked like you were going to laugh a couple times. Yeah. I saw a couple uh, times really? where you were going to yeah. laugh. And you I didn't look like I was having great. any fun to me. I looked miserable. And I specifically, oh. I actually remember the Richard Karn scene being very unhappy 
Um, Wait, Richard Carn being unhappy or you being me, unhappy? Really? Me and ben. Yeah, I remember being miserable shooting that scene. Um, and I wow. can't even tell you exactly why. I think we thought it was a bad scene or I thought it was a bad scene. I'll speak for myself. If I remember correctly, I remember thinking, this is dumb. Like, I don't like mm. this. And hmm. um, and and maybe I felt that way about the episode in general. Although I, I, I remember... I have positive memories of the pigs. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't right. know what was going on, but I remember was going on with me. the things I remember about the pigs. I remember, and we've talked about this before, where I said, I remember we did an episode with a bunch of pigs. And then what I realized watching it was we used a bunch of pigs for this mm-hmm. episode. They had like uh, five or six pigs with them. And we all got to meet all of the pigs at once yes. in the school hallway. They like yes. let out all the school pigs. And so in uh, my mind, we were filming something with a bunch of small pigs. But what I remembered was, no, we just got to meet all these little pigs and they were so squealy and so cute and we loved them but i also do remember they made work very difficult of course sure kids and animals man yeah kids and animals very very difficult and there's a scene that scene in the hallway writer where you're holding the pig like a dog like the way you would a small dog they are nothing like small dogs they feel like bricks yeah their arms are completely straight they are so uncomfortable with being held yeah that's why we're constantly feeding them you can see it's like what a cute animal as they're like holding tons of food in their hand yeah Yeah, exactly well that's what and maybe that's part of the thing behind my performance is that i am stressed out of Stressed. I'm dealing with the, the technical demands of, of, a, of a wild animal. And like, I'll yes, bet you are. I bet that's what it is. Uh, yeah. And so I'm super just like not into it because I'm just not hitting jokes. I'm just like blazing through like line deliveries. And it just feels like, yes, but your performance too, Danielle, I, you know, like I, I, I think you're an amazing actor. No. You are not good. <laughs> so yes. there's something robotic about your performance. Like you're just kind of dead. Like, and I feel like you and I both are suffering from well, a complete lack of choices and a lack of energy. And it's just like, and maybe it's just the overwhelming. I do think factor. that that was a large part of it because I can very easily remember the feeling when there were external factors that had nothing to do with us, Yes, but we had to make our day. It always came down to it being about us. There was no room like you, the stress we would be under to make the day, to get the scene, to get it done. And um, it always, it always felt like it was on us. It was our fault. It wasn't working, even though it would be. Which is part of being a kid. And it's it's part of being an actor because, you know, it's a major part of being an actor because it's your face, it's your body, it's you're the person that has to get through the scene in front of the camera, right? Like, it, there, so there's, but it's a very healthy thing for an actor. And I think for adult actors, they realize it's somewhat to, to, that it's okay to be slightly difficult sometimes, that it's okay to be like, I'm having a bad day, or can we get another take just for me? Or can you do that? But when you're a kid actor, you feel like any pushback is you being a bad person or a bad yes. actor. Yes. And it's it's one of those things that like I just, you know, I had a really hard time learning. Like I I would avoid conflict. And mm-hmm. avoiding conflict meant suffering as a as an actor to get through a scene and, and taking on that pressure to, you know, and that's really not healthy. <laughs> like would, that depend, would it depend at all on the on the director for the day? Because we had McCracken who was so open and like yeah. we could always try new things and walk through the scene and this isn't working. And he would always sit with us and talk about it. So I mean, like I, But you well, you know how it was on when we were actually rolling, though the director took a second position. It wasn't the director. Yeah, that's exactly when we were rolling, it was an entire crew and People yelling and yeah. yes. the sense that like it was on us to get through the yes. th- scene, hit the jokes, hit the marks, hit the lines. And like in retrospect, a very healthy actor approach is like, 
Hey, can you stop yelling? Can we have right. a moment? Can I, I think, you know, this is a tough situation for me. I need a moment or I need some time or I need to another take or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I, as a grown up actor would find myself suffering like a complete masochist for a scene. And and I remember when I was like 24, I worked with John DiMaggio, John DiMaggio, the great John yeah. DiMaggio is a, um, voiceover actor that you've worked with. He's one of my oldest friends. We'd become friends when I was a teenager back in the, but I remember in my twenties working with him and him just being like, Ryder, you are a grown ass man. You can Mm. ask for a grown ass man time to get your job done as an actor. And I remember being like, Ding, 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 like a light bulb. I'm like, I'm in my twenties. And I, I thought that I had to suffer or had to take on this pressure. And like, yeah, when you're a kid, you just don't know that. Uh, And a lot of actors never learn that lesson. A lot of actors just put themselves, you know, uh, it also help. shows such the difference between being 14 and being 18 on a set. Yeah. yeah. Because I would, there was, you know, especially when I started really working with Bill, it was like, we would take our time. We would do that. We would take those moments. We oh, would yeah, do that no kind one, of stuff. No one's yelling at Bill Daniels. Hell no. <laughs> exactly. So it was, it was right. more, more of that than, than anything else. But yeah, yeah. again, I didn't, I, the, the performances didn't, In I guess in my head, what it was when I was watching this episode is it's like, and it must be just because we've all been there with different animals and different things like that. I knew you were all concentrating on the fact that there's a pig on the set. I mean, that's like, that's what's in your mind yeah. is you've got the pig or you've got the stunt or you're wearing right. this. Or you're just, So you, you're not concentrating as much as your performance, but it didn't. I liked and we'll get into it, obviously, but I liked kind of the you're holding yourself. It's you're you're saving yourself. And I like, you know, yeah, I, I like thought that it was cute. I thought an that was a cute bit too. Yeah, line. I thought Tony was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this episode, and and uh, yeah, it just felt like a felt like a boy. Tony movie. showing off the guns in this episode, oh, dude. Yeah. It, 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 several some different arms. tank tops in this in this episode. <laughs> well, let's jump into our recap. We are in the school hallway. Sean asks Corey or Dewey from the Hitching Post if you're nasty. That's what his shirt says. <laughs> he remembers the if he so Sean asks Corey if he remembers the goldfish he used to have, and Corey responds the turtle, and Sean says yes, and that he finally replaced him. Then I, yells, I'm sorry, is, is that Sean? Hunter vest outfit. This oh, yeah. is yeah. like right. weird color combination, but mm-hmm. it actually looks good. It's cool. still kind of baggy, but it actually is a little bit fitted better than others. So yeah. this is like if if I could pick one outfit to be representative of like this would be your pop. Three. I was just gonna say your Funko Pop would <laughs> wear this your outfit. Funko pop. <laughs> yeah, if we're gonna go early, Sean. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because okay. this, is, this is the define. I mean, no, I think the Funko Pop has to have the leather jacket, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that's true. Would, yeah. But 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 pre leather jacket, Sean. This is this is it. This is it. Like, can I ask yeah. a question about this first joke? Is the joke that Sean doesn't get the difference between a turtle and a goldfish, or that he named his goldfish turtle? I think he didn't. Oh, I thought he just didn't understand the difference. He like literally I think he didn't, just understand didn't care the enough about his animal. Uh, okay, after, okay. After okay. I, I honestly didn't get. It. I was like, does he, does he not understand the, the goldfish? And it's not. Yeah, it's, it was a turtle, but he remembers but he it as a goldfish. It was a goldfish. Yeah, but then ah. later we make a joke. Corey makes a joke about not wanting to flush that down the toilet. So then, was it a goldfish? Yeah, I don't know. It's very. It was odd to me that. First, so but, then Sean yeah. yells, "Here, boy!" And an adorable squeak, squeaky pig comes running down the hallway. Corey says, "I'd hate to flush him down the toilet." probably recalling the fate of said turtle. And then Sean explains he was at the trailer park digging around where their house used to be and he found the pig gnawing on Uncle Sal's old peg leg. Sal was there. He just didn't notice the pig. And you were about to laugh when you were saying that. You yep. did. Yep. yep. There was That was the moment. That was the first moment yep. you tra- you let, went to laugh. I didn't yep. see it. I was just... 
Yep. I, for me, I was like burying jokes. Like I felt like I, I don't know. But, you no, were feeding I'm the not, pig. I'm, you had a hundred percent of the time. You had to keep Absolutely. thinking about what you were saying yeah, and trying right. to feed the pig and keep yep. the pig happy. The other thing is the pig would they squeal? They start going <laughs> any just for if they don't have food for one second, they start doing that. So yep. the amount of like and then the takes ruined. You they can't yeah. be squealing over dialogue. So it's a very stressful situation yeah. to be working with an adorable pig. Corey says he realizes he's been spending too much time with Topanga and that Sean has has responded by replacing him with a pig. Sean says, no, the piglet has nothing to do with him. The school bell rings and he picks up little Corey to take to class. When Corey thinks this proves his point, Sean says it was the first name that came to his mind. And yeah, this is where you're holding him like a little dog. And I could immediately remember what it felt like to hold them. And they are just they're trying to push away from you. And they are solid like little. Yeah like bricks yeah um that are squirming everywhere while everywhere and if you touch them the wrong way they just start screaming yes you guys know that i've I've had a pig in my yard for the last like i've met your pig your pig's name is bacon in spanish isn't it yeah tocino uh he's gone now but yeah no where is he what do you mean well so we had a school (laughs) we ate him no Uh, we had a school we had a school in our yard um during the pandemic yeah we started a pod school with a teacher and uh different families and then we decided, um, even though Indy went back to school, we decided to allow the teacher to keep a preschool going in our yard. So we have, we've had like six families and kids coming and the, the teacher got a potbelly pig, which you think when they're, they're as small as little Corey, they're going to stay that size. No, yeah. this Tocino grew and grew, still so cute, but like tusks and like, yeah. like it's a it's real huge. Pig. Oh, yeah. Still, yeah. So, so we, they, they just, the school just moved out of our yard like two months ago, but it's always, we would have a pig in our yard. Like, oh my gosh. And my, my, the, the best was like one time I had a friend over who was, we were writing something together and he's like sitting here, you know, looking out my, the off my office window being like, uh, so I think on this next page we should, there's a, oh my, oh my. Oh, that's a pig. <laughs> this is like, <laughs> why is there some weird animal in our backyard? Yeah. He, he like was ready to like freak out and like call animal control or whatever. Right. And then he was like, oh, it's just the pig you guys have. It's just a pig. But it's a, it, you know, it was a it was big. Big. They're, big. They're, They're so big. cute. They're so yeah. cute. When Tosino was little, is the cutest thing. But you don't yeah. pick them up. They're not, they're not cuddly Even when creatures. they're little, they don't like to be picked mm-hmm. up. You, you pet them. They're farm you, animals. Yeah. yeah. Not to sound yeah. like Topanga. Yeah. <laughs> Topanga walks over to the pet pig and asks his name. And when Sean tells her it's little Corey, she looks at both Corey and the pig and says she can see it. Topanga says they need to help find him a proper home where he can run around. Sean gets defensive and says little Corey, I'm going to call him LC from now on, can run around with him. But she disagrees. Topanga questions Sean trying to raise a pig, so Corey interjects by saying, any way you slice it, it's only a pig. The audience laughter here is a real roar, and it it comes in like waves. They think yeah. that line is very funny. Because and then, it's a computer button pushing, because we didn't have an audience. For we didn't have an episode. audience. It's a, no, they, but they really probably think that showed, one's funny. They would then show it to to the audience if they, you know. If right, we, the following week. They yeah. probably played it at no. the beginning and captured laughter. That is what they used That's, to do. They used to do that all the time. They would yeah. not show them a previous episode. They would just yeah, they would. No. Yes, yes, we would show the pre-taped scenes. We would watch it. No. No, we they would They'd show an entire an episode, 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 and, episode and get and, and we could and see get it in laughter. our dressing rooms. Yeah. And they would record the laughter. That's yep. 100% correct. Yeah. Wow. I didn't yep. know yeah. that. 
Yeah. yeah. Remember oh, yeah. They would watch an entire episode. Yeah. We would watch because we, would, we wouldn't have seen them. So we would watch like while we were in hair and makeup or, or going yep. in and out of our dressing rooms, we would be able to see I them on the feed. It, no, no, not you. started <laughs> season one before the show was aired, they would show, the audience would come in right, and they would, would show, show the them episodes before. Well, yeah, I remember so they, they would show the they pilot were. before the show But then they would, if yeah. they didn't have enough laughter, they would show the entire episode and they'd capture the, the laughter. Yeah. Did you guys notice the jean invasion, the denim invasion? I'm wearing a denim tuxedo. Is in the Canadian tuxedo, jeans which i never i don't maybe what part do of the reason why i wear? like this look i don't normally wear jeans as sean and so you wear like slacks the yeah, camo like, pants yeah or the gray yeah. pants like the or super the green baggy. pants yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But up until now i have not worn jeans as much i don't think because i noticed it and i think that's part of the reason why i like this outfit it's like oh, i'm wearing like, yeah what huh. i would wear and then ben's wearing jeans and then you are man you are but just you're decked, decked, decked out in jean yep i sure am decked out in jean uh, did you guys also notice that Ben seemed to be doing a different thing in this open? Yep. I feel like Ben was like, episode. Ben was a cool guy, like a, like yeah. playing yes. a real cool guy. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah. <laughs> totally well, it's also, up on that too. <laughs> I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that for the last few, uh, I don't know, it seems like a last bunch of episodes, the driving factor behind the show is Sean. Yes. And so it just seems like it's switched it's to where dynamic. it yeah. has entirely. Yeah. Sean is the star of the show. He's driving everything. We're seeing more of his home life. We're seeing what's going on. Um, and it kind of change, changes everything. But I also everything. wonder how much of it, too, is a Corey has a girlfriend now. And so there's like he's he more feels cool. cooler. Yeah, I also maybe. just think. He's getting older, like Ben's yeah, getting yeah, right. older and he's becoming like a teenager. Yeah. And, and I think that when you're a teenager, you kind of want to be cool. Cool. You know? yeah, and and cool I school it, a little it, bit. it fits Corey too. You know, like yeah. that yeah. Corey's version of like being awkward would become attempts to be kind of laid back and like yeah. cool. It makes right. perfect sense. But you're right. It, it's it's not the same Corey. Like yeah. it's, no. it's a slightly different feels energy. different. Yeah. Very, yeah. 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 Feels different. Um, I don't love it. <laughs> I don't love it either. I don't love it either. I like Corey being where Ben ended up, right? Like Ben ends up playing Corey as an old man. And I think that that's a much more interesting version of Corey. Like this version of like, cool guy. Laid back. No. Yeah. That's you. That should be you. And he should be driving the episode. But they switched it. And it's weird a little bit. Well, he yeah. says, anyway, you slice it, it's still a pig. Corey and uh, Topanga and Sean look at him disgustingly. He says, what? And you you and uh, Ben both look like you're close to breaking here. And the yep. pig is going absolutely nuts in your arms. <laughs> and then we're still in the school hallway. Sean says school is more fun now that he has a pig. But the fun is over as Feeney walks down the hall. The pig has a cute little outfit on. And he runs into a piggy door that someone installed very quickly. Who put that in, in there? Sha- who, who put, put that in, the in there pig- and when? Who put it in the pig thing? When did that I, happen? I don't know. Also- very fast. Out the window. Gone. It just all of a sudden there's a pig, there's a pig door in there. It was Corey like, asks if Sean taught him that, but Sean says no. He just somehow knows. And then Corey and Sean approach Feeney, and Corey's guilty conscience blurts out, No farm animals here. And Feeney says, The day is young and walks off. And the line reading he gives is just perfect. Yeah. Bill's it's a bill amazing. line. Yep. Uh, Eric runs after Feeney and shows him he's been trying to find the right school for him. He went from girls, girls, girls to college, college, college. You yep. have just one thing you're allowed to talk about changed, at a time. Change, change, change. And now it's college, college, college. <laughs> so funny. He opens a boudoir magazine, which is definitely a reference to Playboy. Yep. And it's the Girls of the Ivy League special issue. Feeney tries to walk off, but Eric asks if he's ever heard of a college called Yale. <laughs> now, Yale. apparently, according to Blutman, uh-huh. 
it was not written that way in the script. And in the first run through, I said Yale. Amazing. I really? do not remember that. Well, that for totally the sounds like a will. That joke. sounds like a will yeah. joke because for you sure. do the like mispronunciation joke all the time in and real it's life. So funny. I do. And it's I do. Always funny. <laughs> yes. You so always do I, it. it's possible. I am full disclosure. I do not remember that at all. So that he says totally that I did. makes sense. I completely believe it. Yeah, I do too. Feeney That's looks funny. at him and says, "You mean Yale?" Feeney tells him tells him Yale is one of the best schools in the country, but it's no party school. Eric says, "According to the girl in this magazine, floating on a raft while reading a physics book, Yale rocks." <laughs> Feeney Yale tells rocks. him, "Yeah." Feeney tells him he should be applying to places more accessible, maybe a state school or a preschool <laughs> or a preschool. <laughs> great line. I love so working great. with Bill. I love working with Bill so, so much. Great. He and I just clicked into this thing. And it was the greatest. I don't remember what episode he said it to me, but after we they paired us up and we could tell it was going to be the two of us. Yeah. He put his arm around me and he said, well, it looks like you're my new Ed Begley. Yeah, I know. And it was just it's so, so cool. It was. It was great. Such a, any scene with the two of you is enjoyable. Uh, I loved him so much. Yeah. Eric says he has. You still love him. I know, but I meant loved working with him so much. I know. Don't. Don't. Working with him so much. No, no. Do it over. Start over. I. I love him so much. Okay. I love working with him so much. Will, can you can you wink? Let's see you wink. Which side? Okay. Your wink looked a little. I, I was like, Blinky? I, I can't wink. Like I, I like can you not, up really? my one, other eyes mm-hmm. so much. I can also do, do the big one, like that. You do the big. <laughs> well, we know Danielle has like Danielle. Oh, yeah. Danielle I've, got, oh, yeah. I've got crazy control Great. of my yeah, eyes. I was gonna say amazing eye control or yes. uh, AEC is what they call it. Correct. That's yeah. exactly right. <laughs> I know uh, we, we've already moved on from from my part of the scene, but this I, I wanted to bring it up because it's not just in the scene, but throughout last episode and this episode, I am in peak acne makeup cover your skin mode. doesn't yeah, look i have oh bad skin this God. episode too you you can it's also the wrong just, color it looks yes. very orange yeah oh, my I'm skin too so caked in makeup so yep. this is like pure you know what it probably is rider. too is your skin is probably so dry that what we're mm-hmm. also probably seeing is flakiness like you're probably so dry oh gosh i well, remember because it's, it's a cycle you get bad skin yeah. and then you cake it with makeup which mm-hmm. doesn't help your skin and then you cake it yep. again i mean it's yeah, no, no my was skin awful. was bad too. I I was in a bad breakout on the side as well. Uh, you could tell if, when you watch it again. But yeah, it's 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 terrible. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies, especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. It's 2024 and stress is already everywhere. Deadlines at work. Your kid's screaming at you. Nonstop traffic. The world is ending. That's a big jump there, Ryder. Sorry, kind of true. Yeah, well, when we want to get away from the struggles of everyday life and have some comforting me time, we break into some Keebler Sandies. Let's say it's finals week and Mr. Feeney has scheduled all of the tests into one day. How will Topanga find a comforting moment to herself? Go to the mall? Mm, Not with this hair. Play guitar with her father, Jedediah? Depends on which Jedediah. 
bite into some delicious Keebler Sandies? Exactly. Keebler Sandies are buttery shortbread cookies made with simple ingredients. And each Keebler Sandies cookie is baked to perfection by the adorable Keebler elves for a light sweetness and texture that melts in your mouth. God bless those little Keebler elves. When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat that will keep you going. So, the next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandy shortbread cookie to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. Tell the elves Pod Meets World sent ya. They're real. I've seen them. We talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us. Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social media? But above and beyond all the incredible mom things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting. Will, what, what else was your mom doing? Uh, my mom was also running all three courts in Connecticut while authoring books. Wow. Well, whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she deserves some flowers. You are right. And that's why I'm sending mine farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things, how about 25% off your entire Books order so you can join us in treating our mothers to a beautiful arrangement? Love it. Here's why I like the Books Company. They are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she deserves flowers just as special. And Books is simple. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code WORLD. Books promo code WORLD. Eric says he has a question that needs a yes or no answer. How many people get into Yale every year? Feeny simply says, no. No. <laughs> Feeney explains. Very good. Feeney yeah, the dialogue in this little be is some of our best. I really yeah. think this is clever and funny. Smart, and you funny. On it. Yeah. Whip it's, fast jokes. Yes, yes. Just works. Yeah. Well delivered. Yeah. Feeney explains it would take more than Eric's grades to get into Yale. And Eric says he knows what he means and he's winking right back at him. And Feeney says, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> Then we are in Turner's apartment. Little Corey is licking Mr. Turner's face, giving him kisses as he takes a nap on the couch. And Turner says, oh, Catherine, a little Cat Tompkins. I oh, think maybe? Yeah, I think so, so. right? I, think oh, that's I what didn't realize her be. name is Cat, of course. Yes, yeah, little Cat Tompkins. Her. He it's misses also, her. It's a sitcom, I get it. But it's so unbelievable how this pig is going at his face and he's sound asleep. Like, right. oh, Cat. Oh, Cat. It's like <laughs> a little, like, you don't feel <laughs> the thing on, on his, your chest. on his chest. Chest and all that kind of stuff. It's like, oh, thank well, you. You know, they it, probably Tony. wrote it as like he's yes. on the couch and the pig approaches and right. they just tried and tried Couldn't and they're finally it. like, just put food on his face and get it. <laughs> and you can see at the very yeah. start he is kissing him, but then immediately the pig just starts squealing because there is really no more food there, and <laughs> yeah. the pig's now pissed and just has uh, to squeal. Uh, poor Tony is just working it. <laughs> I know. And then he realizes it's a pig licking his face, and we get tons of Tony spitting the disgusting pig slobber off his face. Well, Tony is a ham turner yells at sean they had an agreement the pig can't kiss him anymore sean can keep the pig but turner doesn't want to hear from him or raise him 
And then Sean whispers, pig hater, <laughs> which I think is, I thought it's very pig, cute. Pig hater. <laughs> and he starts feeding the pig with a bottle. And we get a big aww, aww from the audience. And again, pig a- acting equals eating. That's yeah. how you get just a pig. Keep it, keep just keep it, it. Keep fed. It. Yep. Just like Corey arrives. <laughs> Bring us red drink. Nice. Exactly. Here's, here's some Twizzlers. Here's red vines. Go, go act. Go. Get out, get out there, kid. Meatballs. Here's meatballs. Go act. Corey arrives and he has presents for little Corey, a squirrel bank, because he didn't think shoving metal into a pig's back would be appealing to him. Sean says he'll be able to meet Corey in Topanga later at Chubby's, and Corey asks if it's a good idea to leave little Corey alone. Sean says, yeah, it's all in this book he's got called What to Expect When You're Raising a Pig. Corey tells Sean that Topanga is still upset about the pig, and Sean puts little Corey down so they can talk. And again, I think these are all very cute little, cute little moments. Like, I think I the squirrel like bank. I'm barren. I'm just like, I, 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 I don't know. Maybe it's a Sean, like, why, like, I, I, there's something I, I it's just an, an, an energy level thing I just feel and like I do I'm think so you're right distracted. that it has to do with the audience because I think when when you would normally say we had an audience there and Corey says like you know by the way Topanga's still upset about the pig you would then have there would have been more time with you picking down the, putting the pig down and saying you know excuse us little Corey so we can talk you would have right. then had a laugh there right. which would have forced you to hold before you moved to Corey to and that would have yeah and, and that, the fact that there was no audience and we were constantly so worried about what was going to happen. Like when you put that pig down, the pig now has to run to the pigs, tr- to the trainer. And you got to sit right. there and wait. And you got to sit there and wait. So it's also possible it's an editing thing. Because I yeah, wonder if right. the pig, the big trainer had to say like, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here, come yeah, here. Right, and right. in editing, they had to cut that out. Did they and use a clicker beats. for the pig? I was I just going to ask they that. They may have used a clicker. It was always it was a clicker. Like, it was yeah. a clicker with the pig I think too? so. I yeah. think so. Yeah. I know it's for cats, but I couldn't remember with with the pig if it was, yeah. I think so. Yeah, I, guess I you're also right. wonder. I also wonder, and I know I might be deep diving psychology here, but you said at the beginning maybe you're going through something in your personal life, and maybe you remember that without remembering it, and it's like it's hitting you again. Well, as you're do you watching remember the there, there is the episode where I got dumped and had a breakdown backstage, and my dad was there and said, "We can let's quit the show right now if you're mm. this unhappy." And it was this season. So this could have oh, been that. This could maybe, have maybe, been that yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sad, Maureen broke up with you. Acne covered writer getting dumped by Maureen oh. uh, at 15. Not yeah, enough white roses. Been, yeah. Oh, no more white roses. Um, <laughs> so maybe yeah. that was it. I mean, maybe that's it. And maybe it something been, in you like is remembering I mean, that. I, I mean, honestly, I hope it was something very specific to this week. Because if, if the show continues this way and I'm going to have to keep watching sad writer, like not commit to line. Because like, I mean, there's just like picking up the book right here. Right. Like that's mm-hmm. a pretty funny line. It's, yeah. it's not amazing. But like what to expect, like vocal energy would make that joke right. funny. Like right, me right. saying it's just right here in my book. My book's called, and then you hit what the book title is, and instead, I'm like, it's right here in the book. I just feel like I'm, so, Hmm. yeah. Well, Sean says it's none of Topanga's business, and Corey says he told her that, but also that Sean will find a home for the pig soon. And Sean doesn't know why Corey would have said that. Corey wants to know, who keeps a pig in an apartment anyway? Sean thinks Corey was fine with it before he talked to his girlfriend, but Corey just doesn't want to take sides. And now, at this point, are you guys starting to go, like, what is Topanga's problem? With yeah. the pig, uh, yeah, yeah, because like I, this is where I started going. Like, wait a minute, it, wait, Topanga had a problem with the pig. Like, I was trying to remember like exactly what she said, and I couldn't quite remember what she said in the hallway. Is it, it, it's it's, a, it's an animal rights thing, like yeah, an animal rights thing, yeah, running around needs, needs to space. Have to have this, more space than being in an apartment. I think, which is what she's by saying. the way, will be true 
when the sure. pig does weigh 500 pounds. Right, right, right. But and I, I guess it was, I, I wish it was linked a little bit more to like season one Topanga animal, yes. right? Like, 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 does she say she's a vegetarian? Nope, nope. It's not about that would make being a, lot a vegetarian. Of sense too. Like, because if she's not a vegetarian, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, well, you know, why like, does a vegetarian matter? I don't think you're planning on raising. I was going to say your Corey next line D- would have been, "I'm not going to eat it." I'm not going to eat him. It's yeah. not about the. It's not about. It's more. It is about farm animals deserve to live That's on a farm yeah. the same way. Right. Like whales shouldn't be at Sea World. You know right. that idea that like. They don't, right. a whale shouldn't be in a giant pool. Right. A whale should be in the That's ocean. What it is. Right. This is Topanga's version of a farm animal doesn't live in the city. Yeah. But the problem is, I've seen Babe in the city and it works out fine. Well, but it's also, I, it, to me, the vegetarian thing is, is, is a way to ground her animal rights activism in some sort of like personal belief system that ties it to like, like Corey knows that Topanga's a vegetarian. What? <laughs> That was a great joke. It was a great joke that Daniel just blew by. That was a great joke. I've seen Babe in the City. It turns out fine. It's a great movie. Have you guys seen that lately? Babe it's Pig in the City is so film. good. But it was he, just so the director good. of Will Mad Max Fury Road, and it's in some we're ways We're laughing better. so hard at that joke, and Ryder just <laughs> blew right by it. Right by like, it and I have tears it streaming so, down. It was face. so earnest. It was like, I saw a documentary about this, and it turned out fine. I saw Babe in the City. Well, I thought that we actually made a reference to something. We had a line in here, and I was I like, do was say, Babe I, that's, I say it. I say it later. I say, well, that's what happens when you have a pig in the city. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, has the movie come out yet when we did that? Yeah. <sighs> no, I don't um, think so. Anyway, sorry, writer. You were in the middle of something very <laughs> important. Oh, and- it was very important. And we were losing no, it I like guess, children. I, I feel like Topanga, like Corey's allegiance to Topanga would be more conflicted if he knew that she was a vegetarian who like always advocated for animal rights. Like if this was like an established part of her, which it very easily could have been because that was Topanga's character in season one, right? That she has these strong feelings, that they're ethically based, that they're personal belief systems, and that Corey, by allowing Sean to have this little hijinks with a pig and not take it seriously is betraying something essential to his love or his understanding of Topanga as opposed to what it is, which is just Topanga has a different opinion. Like Topanga right. just has a right. different but opinion. That's, that's also how very somebody real. else should be raising their animal. But when you're like, 14 or 15. Like, stay out of it, lady. But that's, like, right. But that, that's the whole point is that it's, it's supposed to be about Corey for the first time being stuck between Sean and Topanga. And he doesn't he doesn't care about what Topanga's saying, but he's got to has to side with his girlfriend. You have to side well, with your girlfriend. I think the bigger issue is that to writer's point, that is what it is about for Topanga. But they don't set that up for her at mm-hmm. all. No, they don't no. give her. They don't, they give don't, her don't a good say, argument. here's my POV and why this is my POV. They just say my POV is that it's my business. What you do with your business, which right. makes her right. unlikable. Okay. Like I uh, I don't disagree with that. I completely did not like her through no. this episode. And exactly. yet, when you say all of those things, like, I, I fight for animal rights and we coexist and we all, yeah. you know, we all need to have, you need to treat this right. animal with the respect that it deserves and right. taking an animal who's raised on a farm, their natural instincts are to blah, blah, blah. And they are need yeah. space. And all those are good things, arguments. Those are pretty good arguments. She's not supposed been- to have a good argument. That's why at the end, she's supposed to look at Turner and say, I've made a mistake. Right. But and she that's can why still it's a have bad a good, episode. She can still have a, a good a straw man have- argument. She can have a good argument and still realize this isn't my place Exactly. because she can she could have still said the exact same thing. Well, I've made a mistake, which is even though I still think I'm right. A pig does not 
live in the city. Right. I overstepped my bounds. Right. And sure. Maybe I felt even, like I had an authority over yes. Sean's life. Sure. And I I expected Corey to take my side. Yeah. Right. And like that is that is a great That's what they tried to do. Of course. But they, did they didn't try. give her a good enough argument. And they, they did not. So the it whole time just, you're just judging Topanga. You're just like yeah. and you and then Corey, yeah. Corey caving to Topanga isn't based in anything right. good. It's just you're watching Corey make a dumb mistake. It'd be, you know, not the, that's, but like, that's do an exact, awful boyfriend yeah. thing. That's yeah. what and they you're like, wanted until the end where then he's like, no, I can't believe you did that. I'm siding with my best friend. Like, I only sided with you because you're my girlfriend. I mean, even Alan says he's got it. It's his girlfriend. He's, he has to. You <laughs> don't have a choice. But that's what you do when you're 14 and you side, you side with your girlfriend. You're not self-aware enough to be like. Well, if I think about that, it's like, oh, my girlfriend said this and I've been with her two months and it's a brand new relationship and I love her. Of course I'm with you, babe. I mean, that's what you do when you're 14. Yeah. So it's not till later where he really had a chance to think about it, where he's like, wait a second. Wow, you really overstepped here. Now you called somebody. What the hell are you thinking? Now I'm now I'm with my best friend. It's just your knee jerk reaction when you're a kid is like kissing this girl, like to kiss her, want to keep kissing her. Of course, I'm with you. It's I think that's as far as he thought it through. And I think that's what they were trying to do. But you're right. Yeah. The, the argument of it did come off like you wanted a lot of times to be looking at the screen and being like, what business is this of yours? Yes. You know, get you out of here. With also, we barely know you, girl. You yeah. haven't even been yes. in a bunch of episodes. That's the other and like thing. now all of a sudden it, it, it just felt very I was very uncomfortable with it. I just They're felt- trying to force this relationship yes. on us still. And now with this episode, they're also trying to force that Topanga and Sean have been friends forever. Oh, well, we're going to get to so that. Don't, don't, worry, don't other, you worry about that's that. That's what I mean. It's, they're trying to just wedge this in now. Like, no, she's always been there. And it's like, no, she hasn't. We, we, we've gone through yeah. this. She hasn't. I think you can have the exact same dynamic that you're describing without making Topanga such a shrew. You know, Correct. I'm sure. Her, yes. I'm sure. Like, I feel like she, is, she becomes right. a caricature of the controlling girlfriend. Yes. yes. As opposed to a girlfriend with her own opinion that Corey succumbs to because he's a little boy who doesn't Agreed. understand yes. how to stand up yep. for himself. Like, that is a great point. And instead, it's like, there's just no consideration for Topanga as a character. There's no, no. development. There's no. So it's just make her a cardboard cutout of the yes. shrewish girlfriend that they yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah, they I did it badly. Completely they agree. did it badly. No, I don't disagree with that. So Sean says only Topanga has a problem with the pig. And just then Turner walks out in a tank top saying he has a problem with the pig. And oh, I could only guys. think of the bra Shredded. meets world guys, Siege and TC, who oh, are my often God. Turned, turned on by, by Turner. Turner. <laughs> That makes sense here. Also, the pig left Mr. Turner a little gift on his pillow. Sean asks if there was a card, and we are then in the Matthews slash Feeney backyard. Eric comes outside to find Feeney gardening, something Feeney apparently does at all hours whenever he is home. I love Just it. Just night Eric gardening. Says, night gardening. Everyone loves it. <laughs> Eric says he thought about what Feeney said about having friends at Yale, then he purposefully drops a paper on the floor. He refers to himself in third person, okay, hoping Feeney will pick it up. Was that the best take? For the paper drop where it falls on my own feet, we didn't have a better take where it actually you <laughs> oh, could see what it was. Yeah, I have a potentially really dumb question. Okay, okay. was this fence always there? Yes. Yeah. The oh, I'm sorry. The, the gate. The gate was the gate. Not always. always. No. no, it comes it and goes. Opened. Right. It comes and goes. It, it opened does? in the last episode. The last episode. We, in the last it makes episode, the gate it also look, opened. Makes the fence yes. look weird when it opened it in the oh, last okay. episode. Because I, yeah, yeah. I watched it open and I was like, wait a minute. No, in there used to be flowers two, all across it. Open. Yep. It didn't. You're yep. right. Okay. You're right. Yeah. No, you're hundred percent so right. Weird. I was like, there's never been a gate there before. No. New gate alert. Yep. That is weird. I wonder if it's new gate alert. New gate alert. I should have said it. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Because last episode it opened and the way they shot it 
with it open from the angle they had, it made the fence look like it banked. Yeah, it was, it was weird. really weird. It like showed it was bizarre. It's like, oh, that's jarring. It's like, oh, they put it's a gate like the in. red carpet. That yeah, that exactly. Alleged that you saw. Right. Yep, exactly. So Eric refers to himself in third person, hoping Feeney will pick it up. Feeney tells him that Eric dropped it and he should pick it up. So Eric does. It's an envelope with two box seats to the opera. Feeney asks if it's a bribe. Eric says it's just him doing something nice for Feeney, hoping one day Feeney will do something nice to him. And then he coughs Yale twice. Yale, Yale. So good. Feeney says he will do something for him. Places like Yale embrace young people with culture, so he will pick him up at 7.30. Looks like he found an opera date. And And Eric says, Feeney say what? what I don't know. I think it's a Wayne's World thing, right? Say what? Yeah, it's like uh, Asphincter says what? Asphincter says what? Yes. It's that's that's what they're doing, right? Yes. It doesn't make any sense. No. Because you say Feeney says what? I think it's supposed to be just a like uh, like a I like a what you talking about, Willis. Right, yeah. totally. Yes, totally. Exactly. They're trying but it's a weird a, one. Yeah, a really weird one. It's like but they were trying the a catchphrase. No, but here's the thing. I wrote down, it's not a Feeney call, but it has Feeney call energy in it. Mm-hmm. It does. We're getting it's there. The, we're we finding are, something. We, you, it's nascent Feeney call. Correct. <laughs> the, is, zygote, the zygote of the Feeney call. Yeah, Feeney right call here. adjacent. Go. Yes. <laughs> yes, Feeney call adjacent. <laughs> I, or the zygote. I love all of these. That's It's exactly what it is. <laughs> yep. It's the so, primordial soup out of which the Feeney call will rise. <laughs> yes, yes. Primordial oh, soup. <laughs> T-shirt. Sean is talking to a bunch of girls at Chubby's who are watching the pig eat, of course, on top of the pool table. And this seems like sh- uh, something Chubby should put a stop to. Yeah, I, I don't know why he's allowing this. ham sandwiches. Yeah, and, uh, I, this feels like something else. Oh, yeah, I mean, the felt. Terrible. who am I to judge? Topanga? Corey and Topanga enter and Topanga <laughs> says, I thought you said you talked to Sean about the pig. And Corey says, maybe it's another pig because they travel in groups. Topanga tells Sean she's not trying to be mean, but she just doesn't think it's fair for a pig to be living in an apartment. And here's another time where Topanga basically says the same thing she said in the hallway where she says a pig needs room to run around, that if they had just given her a couple of specifics, a couple of things about I don't disagree, whatever you could have maybe seen that she has a bleeding heart for this pig and she truly is not trying to offend Sean. Any it's sympathetic ju- point of view. If, if at Topanga all. Had, no, because I'm just sitting here going, what is this conflict? I know. Like, I just want her to go away. Stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> it's awful. Well, like, that. I, we shouldn't also, feel that way. Something else we should say that I could also see her, like her realization coming to in the end is more about, I said my opinion once and he, he, t- he heard it and he's not going to do that. I now have to let it go. You yeah. cannot just keep shoving your opinion down someone's throat over and over again when they don't agree with you and expect them to just like, how is this not getting any better? So it that actually made it even a little worse because it starts with her coming in saying, I thought you were going to talk to him about it, which means that she was saying to Corey, you have do to go to Sean and do something about yes. that. So it actually makes her even worse right. because it's not even she's not just doing it herself, but now she's telling her, her his best friend. No, no, no. You need you've to got this. to go and do something and make right. make sure that we pull the pig from him, too. And so, yeah, you really don't like her very much. Yeah, no. Sean says, according to his book, Farm Animals Make Great Pets, farm animals make great pets. And writer, another book joke. regardless of how you feel about your performance, these are some really good line readings. That's a I great, so that's an okay joke. And that was a great line reading. I agree. Oh, okay. Oh, thanks. Very funny read. <laughs> Topanga questions what will happen when the pig is 500 pounds sitting on the couch, not moving. And Sean says he never stopped loving Aunt Gloria, which 
love the aunt and uncle references we get. Yeah, we can still, just continue. Another great read from you. Topanga says Corey feels the same way, and she asks Corey if that's right. Corey doesn't answer Topanga right away and then says they're both right. Sean and Topanga say they can't both be right. So Topanga asks whose side Corey is on. And yeah, I, it's like, yikes. Force the conflict. Yeah. Force the conflict. He thinks about it and then says he's on Topanga's side. And Sean encourages him to leave with her because he can't leave his girlfriend waiting. Topanga has overstepped her boundaries, in my opinion. We barely even know who this person is. And now she's already super unlikable. Mm-hmm. It is weird. Bums yeah. me out. Yeah. Then we're in the Matthews kitchen. Corey is on the phone trying to get a hold of Sean. He explains to his parents that Sean was with a pig last night. And then Alan stops him and says he raised better. He raised him better than for Corey to talk like that. Whoa, I raised you better. That was great. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I raised you better than to talk like that. Corey explains it wasn't a girl. It was a real pig. He says Sean loves the pig, but Topanga thinks he shouldn't keep the pig in an apartment. Corey says he agrees with Topanga, but Sean is right, too. Amy and Alan say even though he agrees with both sides, he still sided with Topanga. And Alan says it's because he's a guy and Amy hits him on the head with a great little piece of business that she does. And it's like we've talked about. That was a real smack. And it looks good. Yeah. (laughs) Alan says he shouldn't have taken sides because being caught between your friend and your girlfriend is tough. It's not always easy in the real world. And then Eric comes downstairs singing, I'm going to Yale. (laughs) Then Alan says, it's a little easier in his world. Because he hates Eric. Hates him. He's got one child. He's down to one kid now. Alan and Amy. One kid. Lost Morgan. Lost Morgan. Eric's in his own world. They don't care about Eric. They're down to one kid. So then we're in the school cafeteria. Sean is eating lunch with little Corey because the pig has to eat. Corey sits down next to him and apologizes for siding with Topanga, but he doesn't want a little thing like this to get in between their friendship. Corey says, it's only a pig. Sean says, he's only a pig to Corey, Topanga. And this is where I realized that they the writers watched the home episode with Mm -hmm. the uh, metaphor of the Dog. 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 Yeah, we decided, should do more of that. Let's do an entire episode that plays out this idea. With a different Sean, animal. That's harder to animal. work with. That's, <laughs> that's more difficult. You know what this one's lacking? With. A pig. You know, <laughs> I wonder where the inspiration six. for this episode came from. I would love to talk to Blutman about it because I imagine somebody had to have like had some because like, obviously they were just like, let's get a pig on the show. That would be cute and funny. Yeah. And it, they were right. Like it is right. it's cute and funny. But like, how do we make that work and fit it in with our characters? Like, why? Like, where did this come from? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wonder why a pig versus any other. I mean, I guess, you know, the conflict they figured, OK, we can have Topanga have an issue with this. Because if it was a kitty, Topanga wouldn't care dog. about yeah, you I mean, having a cat or a dog yeah. in an apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it just also wouldn't be that cute right i mean the, right. the, the fun of this episode is that shh, it's a pig. big yeah and yeah. like that's ridiculous and people it should have been a full-size cow like full size <laughs> thousands of pounds it would have been great <sighs> sean says he's only a pig to cory topanga and whoever abandoned him he explains the trailer park manager told him his owners drove off and just left him no home no family nothing and i know we're kind of laughing about the the metaphor that we had in the bedroom but i do like this idea that that Sean relates to there are he there's no one in his life human who he can relate to quite like this who has been right. passed from home to home who's been abandoned and he right. keeps looking for people to be like are you like me who's like me and he feels this this sense of yeah. likeness with the pig which mm-hmm. i like yeah me too Sean says he's been in the same situation as little Corey. He's not mad at Corey for taking Topanga's side because he probably would have done the same thing. Corey says, pigs and women, man. Sean says, yeah, it's like my dad said, they'll both break your heart. 
I want that shirt. So cute. Pigs, Pigs and, and women, women, man. They'll both break your heart. They'll both break your heart. Now I miss Blake Clark. When is he coming back? Soon. Soon? He'll be, he'll be around. I don't know. Great. No idea. I can't wait for that. I actually don't know how much of the third season he plays. If he's in I it know. at all, because it's all you and Turner. I know. Well, yeah. we had the phone call episode where he called in, but that's yeah. not the same. I want him back with, you know, yeah. I, want I feel him. like he might not come back until after Jack, like after Matt's on the show, which is. God, is it that far? Really? Wow. I don't remember. I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't know either. I think I the, no point of, uh, the point of the 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 Sean storyline for the next two seasons is that he's been abandoned, that he's alone. Mm. I don't know. Well, but we'll Tony's out. only there. Tony leaves after season three. No, after, after season really? three. So yeah. Sean's oh, okay. got to live so with somebody in between. We will I, find yeah, out when yeah. we watch. We'll find yeah. out where it's coming. In three years. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves, and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So, make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. It's 2024 and stress is already everywhere. Deadlines at work. Your kid's screaming at you. Non-stop traffic. The world is ending. That's a big jump there, Ryder. Yeah, sorry, kind of true. Yeah, well. When we want to get away from the struggles of everyday life and have some comforting me time, we break into some Keebler Sandy. Let's say it's finals week and Mr. Feeney has scheduled all of the tests into one day. How will Topanga find a comforting moment to herself? Go to the mall? Not with this hair. Play guitar with her father, Jedediah? Depends on which Jedediah. Bite into some delicious Keebler Sandies? Exactly. Keebler Sandies are buttery shortbread cookies made with simple ingredients. And each Keebler Sandies cookie is baked to perfection by the adorable Keebler elves for a light sweetness and texture that melts in your mouth. God bless those little Keebler elves. When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat that will keep you going. So, the next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. Tell the elves Pod Meets World sent ya. They're real. I've seen them. We talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us. Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social media? But above and beyond all the incredible mom things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting. Will, what, what else was your mom doing? Uh, my mom was also running all three courts in Connecticut while authoring books. Wow. Well, whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she deserves some flowers. You are right. And that's why I'm sending mine farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things, how about 25% off your entire Books order so you can join us in treating our mothers to a beautiful arrangement? Love it. Here's why I like the Books company. They are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she deserves flowers just as special. And Books is simple. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. 
Go to books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code WORLD. Books, promo code WORLD. Turner's apartment, Corey and Sean are washing little Corey in a tub on the kitchen counter. You'll be surprised to hear the pig is eating again. Corey says it's killing him that his girlfriend and best friend aren't speaking. Sean says it's Topanga's problem, and he's just trying to live his life like any normal teenager. And then he asks to pass the pig shampoo. Again, great read, funny joke. Agree. But the minute Sean says that, it's Topanga's problem. Yeah, you're right. That's it. You win. It, it, Topanga's the one with the problem. You're just trying to live your life. Get the heck out of here. Yeah. Yep. And then Corey oversteps his bounds and just says he invited Topanga over to show her what a great home little Corey has and how great this is for Sean. Sean asks, well, why would you do that? And Corey says, come on, I'm your friend. And Sean says, well, Topanga isn't. Oh. Okay. So even though we've had multiple conversations and scenes about where and things that make them seem like they're friends, I think we've tried to imply that Sean is very clear that Topanga and Sean are not friends. Okay. Which would make for such great conflict going down the line of the show. Yes. If we can. Well, but going. I think that one of the, one of the, the sort of assumptions that goes into this show is a, is a, is a generational assumption about men and women friendships and uh, boy right. girl friendships. I think that there's an assumption that like you, you stay within your own gender with mm-hmm. friends. Yeah. So like, I don't think Sean would consider Topanga a friend at this age at, at this time. Does that make sense? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I think that this is something that's like with my son, like he considers boys and girls friends equally, but yeah, I feel sure. like back in the nineties, like you didn't have friends did. of the opposite gender. I did. Uh, I did too. Yeah. I totally well, did. I did I too, but I'm saying yeah. like, but it was an assumption. Well, then maybe it was the previous generation that was writing our show. Writing that. Yeah. Like, there's an assumption going into yeah. this that like, that she is his best friend's girl. Right. Right. Not, she's not like part of his friend, friend group. I know, yeah. but like we have set up in other episodes that you can read me. You have a crush on Corey. And like, yeah. you, well, that's why I loved that scene. And I, remember I know. It. Yeah. yeah it, I liked it too, that it was like, it was the three of us who knew each other, but now Corey and Topanga were just having a different relationship. So it's just, well, Topanga well, increases is the conflict. It, I mean, you always need yeah, conflict. It to drive does. Of but they story. also, it's just clearly have no idea who Topanga is anymore or what to do with no. it. None. Yeah, no. yeah agree. It's no. just completely. She is just a prop week by week. Whatever they need her to Corey be, and whatever exactly. he needs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's well. Weird. The doorbell rings and Corey begs Sean to talk to Topanga just for him. Sean says one dig at him or little Corey, and she's gone. Topanga walks in, says hi to Corey, then tells Sean the light bulb in the hallway is out, and he may want to tell the super. Sean yells, "That's it! Out!" Corey tries to tell Sean there was no dig, and he agrees. He might be a little oversensitive. Topanga all is ready funny, for. By the way, very fu- yeah, all funny, very funny yep. writer. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Topanga is ready for Sean to prove how this is a good home for the pig, but Sean says he doesn't have to prove anything to her. And again, you're 100% right. Yeah. This should be over. You yep. are in the right here. Corey does his best to step in and say how great of a parent Sean is. For example, right before Topanga got there, he was bathing the pig. Then Corey looks over to the tub on the counter and, uh-oh, little Corey is gone. 
Sean runs over to the empty tub and says, I left him in there so long he turned to broth. Again, writer. <laughs> Great joke. Great joke. Perfect read. How how do they not hear the pig jump off, get out of the bath, jump off the table and walk by the three of them that are all jump in off the door? Like that. I know. That but they're also all been standing splattered. in the yeah. doorway. Like, how did the pig cats. get they through? They can't jump that high. Yeah, I know. And it's like you'd have to go through the legs of, of uh, you have to go through yep. six legs to get out of the door. Like, the blocking was, why would yeah. you? Well, I went behind the cameras. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Went out the fourth wall. Exactly. (laughs) Corey notices the open door, and Sean blames Topanga for letting him escape. Topanga points out that's what happens with pin pigs live in the city, which, like I mentioned, is not true because I watched Bay Pig in the City, and it's Bay Pig in the City is a fantastic film. I watched it with Andy a couple years ago. It is so good. Oh my god, it's so good. I do masterpiece. Sean goes out to look for little Corey, and Corey says he'll stay by the phone in case he calls. Just then, Turner walks in holding little Corey, who was outside heading towards the rib shack. And Sean fearfully says, suicide. Suicide. Another great great joke. Great joke. Great joke. Amazing read, writer. You guys, you guys. I I agree. I I, I, I think the joke is funny. I. Yeah. No, it's you're way so, too harsh on yourself. You're in this way episode. too harsh. Yeah. It's so good. Uh, I agree. Turner says the pig has been nothing but trouble, and Topanga says she did the right thing by calling animal control. Yikes! Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, that's huge. That's huge. Sean, scared of Topanga's actions, is leaving with little Corey and asks Corey if he's coming with him. Corey thinks about it for a minute, then walks right past Topanga to leave with Sean. Topanga tries to stop him, but Corey says she's put him in the middle, and as much as he loves her, that wasn't right. And calling animal control was too far. Bingo. You think? Yeah. Yeah, think. Yeah. I mean, Bingo. couldn't you actually get like fined and like Sean could get oh, in yeah. serious trouble? Serious yeah. trouble. It's not just coming you and called take the, the animals. You called yeah. the cops. Yeah. yeah. Called the pig cops. Yeah. Sean and Corey leave to hide little Corey. Turner asks Topanga if she's okay, and she asks why he lets Sean keep the pig, even though he doesn't like him. Turner says it seems important to Sean, and when you've had the kind of life that he's had, Sean needs the pig more than the pig needs Sean. Topanga, in 0.4 seconds, in rapid time, realizes that she made a big mistake. But you would never know that because I don't let you know with any sort of acting ability at all. It's you just say the words robot. It's not I made the best a mistake. Yeah. It's, but it's also, it's also in the writing too. Oh, it is like, the whole thing. He said, "Are you okay? Why do you let him keep the pig? Well, because Sean needs the pig. I made a mistake. That's all. It. That's all. That's it. Sean's yeah. told you that multiple times. Yeah. It's my pig. Leave me alone. What? what I don't." Why also such a change in Topanga? Because first season Topanga or even part of second season Topanga would have seen this herself with her yeah. amazing amount of empathy that it she'd be the one kind of saying, no, don't you understand? The, Sean needs the pig more than the pig. She'd be the one driving all this. Yeah. yeah it's, so it's really weird. They have no idea what they're doing with your character anymore. Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to keep harping on it, but I, I have a it's hard time not doing it. Weird. We are at the opera. Eric and Feeney are sitting on the balcony at the opera. Eric o- throws a paper Weird airplane. Stock footage shot of, of the, the opera. Of the opera. opera. Yeah. Yeah. It's all blurry. I oh remember God. shooting this then, scene, though. Yeah. It was great. This scene was uh, a ton of fun because it was just Bill and I. That was it. Yeah. It was Bill and I yeah. sitting and one next to each other yeah. and just saying dialogue. It was awesome. So yeah. much fun. When yeah. the paper airplane glides to the lower level, he yells heads. A defeated Feeney says, I trust that's your last one. 
Eric says he's dying. They've been there for two hours. But Feeney explains it's only been 10 minutes. Feeney tells him to settle down and enjoy the evening. But Eric says, what's to enjoy? We got three fat tenors going at it in Italian. Then Eric starts singing, I'm fatter than you are. And the couple next to him tell Eric to hush. Eric starts to tell Feeney he appreciates him helping get into Yale, but Feeney cuts him off and says he couldn't get him into Yale. He couldn't even get him into a Yale sweatshirt, (laughs) which is another great line. Eric says Feeney took his opera tickets and didn't complete the other half of the deal. But Feeney says the only deal he made is to be his teacher and his friend and to help make Eric a better person. But Eric doesn't want to be a better person. He just wants to party with the girl on the raft. And Feeney tells him he won't be doing that at Yale. So Eric says he came here for nothing. Feeney asks, what if Eric does meet the girl on the raft or another girl and she has a passion for culture like opera? Because after this evening, he would have something to talk to her about. Eric says it's a nice try, but this kind of stuff is lost on a guy like him. Eric gets up to leave, but then he recognizes the music. It's Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny. So funny. You know what I love about this? I love that... Feeney is different with everybody else on the show than he is with Eric. Yep. He realizes that kind of the subtlety that he has with everybody else is lost on Eric. Yeah. So he's very straightforward with him. Very, you're not going to Yale. It's not going to happen. Here's why I brought you here. It's such an interesting dynamic between the two of them. And it's seeing Feeney totally different than he is with anybody else on the show. Yep. It's really cool. Yeah, You're I right. Really There's also it. a little bit of like we've talked about how with um, Corey, we we're pretty confident Corey's going to turn out OK. So yeah. even when Corey is acting like a little bit of a dum dum with Sean, Feeney can be a little sarcastic and just walk off because yeah. Yeah. ultimately he knows he's OK. But it really you do get the sense that Feeney knows you may not be. Yeah. And he needs to work with you. He needs yep. to find a way to connect with you. And to have this separate relationship with you, which is really nice. And also exactly what every incredible teacher like our own, Wesley Staples, David Combs, what they do. Yeah. Yeah. I I do miss Corey Feeney dynamics. Yeah. Me too. Because like, especially the last time we really saw it was Danger Boy. Right. Danger. Yeah. Yeah. Is it Danger Boy? Is that the name of the episode? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just so great when they sort of bond over their, you know, fussiness and like, and how everyone misjudges them. I want to, I want that back. I want Corey and and I think yeah. think about the end of season one when Feeney's in the hospital. Oh, like that is, those are like great so scenes. And we I think that's had, gone for a while I now. Guess it's gone, I think it's yeah. gone. Yeah. It comes back later, but I almost think it comes it, back only to allude to what it used to be, as opposed right. to coming back for what it was. If that makes right. sense. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's uh it's yeah it's interesting. They've kind of they've paired up. Eric and Feeney now, and I think this is kind of what you're going to see. Yeah, which is great. I mean, it totally. Yeah, it's a different dynamic, dynamic, but I I know what you mean. Yeah, Yeah, the the the, those were great scenes with with Feeney and Corey. Yeah, really were. So Feeney corrects Eric that it's Wagner, and Eric says they're talking cartoons. Feeney is way out of his league. This is great usage of public domain music, by the way. Yeah, really good usage. Mm -hmm. It's all it's when you have to use public domain stuff, it can be hard to work it in. But this was really great. My first thought when Eric turned around, I was like, is he going to say Apocalypse Now? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I was like, what, what, what does he recognize this from? I remember it was Bugs, it was Bugs Bunny. 
Then we're in the Matthews living room. Corey and Sean have moved the pig and are hiding him at the Matthews house. Sean asks, isn't it obvious to move him here? And Corey says, no, hiding the pig at old McDonald's house. Now that would be obvious. Corey says, if he knows Topanga, he bets she didn't even call animal control. And then, perfectly timed, the doorbell rings. Corey says, he's a big, fat, stupid head, and he walks over to answer the door. And, as predicted, it's Victor from Animal Control, played by Richard Karn, who deserved the Rue McClanahan treatment, but doesn't and get it because no we... Applause. No applause. It. It's like Nothing. there's this moment where he weird. takes off the glasses. I was like, what? Oh, I know. Yep. You want it, and he deserves it. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> they, and you figure the have. audience is going to know him way better than they knew Rue McClanahan. Yeah. Right. Well, the problem is we didn't do it in front of a live audience, so he missed out the opportunity to like to take actually the pause. make that appearance or to take the pause. But you think I, if I were directing this, I would have inserted it, right? Yes, like, you I do. You say, you and then there's an uproarious it. applause. You yes. you hold there. Yeah, I know. You do, because then you just show on television at the time. Yeah. You know, but maybe that's part of the problem is that he was already... He was like a regular in everybody's household. So like, yeah, they are just used to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. You know, it's because Rue McClanahan was like a callback to like, yeah. remember her from, you know, three or four years ago when yeah. I was yeah. the girls. This is still. Yeah, I guess that, that could be air. true. Yeah. Yeah. Victor says, by law, he's required to show his badge, and then he flashes Sean and Corey's driver's license. He explains he's animal control. They don't give him badges. Victor starts looking around and says, you got a pig? I want him. Sean asks Victor to describe the pig, and Victor says he looks like a great big lion. Sean says, oh, that's not our pig. Which, again, I cute. also love how instantly Sean changes when he's around authority. He becomes schemer again. It, like, well, wait a second. Let me, like, yeah, he's huh. been this quiet kind of, hey, I want to be with the pig. But now there's somebody with authority around. And he instantly becomes like, well, show me. I mean, such a trailer park kid thing where yeah. it's like, oh, authority's around, authority's around. Well, let's let's see if we can get rid of this guy. Well, yeah. describe it. Like, he instantly changed again. I thought that was cool. It is cool. Yeah. Corey asks Victor to vacate his home or else he'll be forced to call the animal control control people. And Sean says, that's right, little Corey. And then little Corey, the pig, comes downstairs right on cue, probably because somebody told him we have food. Sean says, "Okay, who shaved the dog? (laughs) Who shaved the dog? Victor puts a leash on little Corey and says the neighborhood is not zoned for pigs. He says to keep it on the QT, but he has a 20 foot boa in his truck. He can slip Sean if he wants it. Sean asks if he can just say goodbye to little Corey. He takes the little pig aside and says he's going to find out where little Corey ends up so he can go visit him because he knows what it's like being passed from home to home. I did think there could have been. We Normally, we talk so much about how when something sentimental to play opposite the sentimentality. But I did feel like there was a moment here where I was almost like Sean seems relieved to have the pig. Like Sean seems yeah, like, you right. know what? Honestly, this was a bad like, idea. I should anyway. have actually been sad like yeah like a little more torn up you know? i yeah. felt like maybe there there could have been room for there to be a little more You're right if this were a jeff sherman script yeah right or a matt yes. nelson script yeah. i imagine sean would have had a monologue to the pig yeah there <laughs> could have yes. been like something little, right here's like what you little, meant to me little Corey. Right, yeah, right. yeah yeah i guess i'll see you later little guy yeah, yeah. it's been fun. we're gonna be okay we're, we're gonna, gonna be gonna, okay. hopefully you'll have yeah. a mr even though nobody Turner cares about life. you yeah. yeah even though you're gonna lose your best friend and your yeah. best friend's girl exactly you know, yeah there could have yeah. been, yeah. been there just i felt like there was a little something missing yeah. there so sean is about to hand little Corey back but topanga walks in just in the nick of time and says you can't take this pick victor pulls out his notes and reads off topanga lawrence going out with Corey matthews for two months i am way too overqualified for this job Topanga says after she called Animal Control, she found an ad for a lost pig and called its owners. So now they don't have to take little Corey away. The owner walks in, who happens to be Mr. Turner. What? Turner says the pig belongs to his boy, Zed. Then everyone says, Zed? 
And Danielle, you take a moment to look directly at the camera. Do I? You do. Really? You do oh, one of these so scan arounds. Like, I don't know what you're talking right. about. <laughs> it's like, Hello. right? You make nice eye contact with everybody Great. there in the audience. Great. Yep. I can't wait to add that to my list of other things I do that are terrible. <laughs> Turner jokes, actually, my arc is outside and I'm one pig short. Victor isn't happy and tells Turner, hands over your head, we're going downtown. Did Turner you guys asks, think the Zed thing was a reference to Pulp Fiction? Oh, I never thought oh, of it. I didn't think Jensen of that either. Jensen Carp just said yes. Yeah, it was. Because yes. Pulp Fiction had come out either 94, so this was 95. So it was like such in the pot. Like all I could think was, yeah. is this a conscious Pulp mm. Fiction reference? Must like have been. Zed. Yeah, okay. So uh, Turner asks if he's kidding, and he says, yes, two can play the sarcasm game. Victor hands Mr. Turner the pig, says, give my best to Zed, and reveals the offer for the 20-foot boa still stands. Sean asks if he has a card, and he scoffs. No, they don't even give us badges. Then he puts on his aviators, and he walks out. Richard Carn came in and just gave us five solid minutes of <laughs> carnage. Richard Carnage. He's just a killer. So uh, good. He doesn't have a podcast called Carnage. Oof. Yeah. I'm producing that one. Really missing that opportunity. (laughs) I want you guys to know we get some ish for having super obscure merch, but uh, we were thinking of making the animal control hat Richard Karn is wearing, but we've decided to hold off because that might just be too niche. Too much. Turner says, Hunter, I must really like you. And then he hands the pig back to him. Sean asks Topanga why she changed her mind. And she says, number one, it's not her pig. And number two, Sean isn't just Corey's best friend. He's her friend, too. And I feel like someone should tell Topanga that the feeling is not mutual. That Sean specifically said, she's not my friend. (laughs) And now I'm just uncomfy with this friendship. Sean and Topanga hug. And Corey says, I think the pig is tearing up. And Ryder's feeding him again because we have to keep the pig here and we have to keep him happy. So Ryder's feeding the pig. And then we're in our tag. We're at the opera. It's the end of the opera. Feeny is clapping and Eric is yelling more while throwing flowers toward the stage. Feeny is trying to leave, but Eric is still yelling more. He says Feeny opened up a whole new world for him and women will be so impressed with his knowledge of culture. Eric yells, fortissimo, and waves his arms back and forth. Feeney said he is tired and he wants to go home, and Eric calls him cranky. Eric asks what happens if he meets a girl who likes ballet and asks Feeney if they can go see that. Feeney says yes. Another time when I felt like the writers here were influenced by our very own genius teacher, David Combs. Yeah, seems like they could have been, definitely. Yeah. Yep. So Feeney says yes. Feeney keeps trying to leave, but Eric says he can't leave until something big happens. Feeney says nothing happens. It just ends. Then Eric asks who the fat lady is on stage and we hear singing. Eric says, all right, we can go home now. All right, we can go home now. Uh, Will, you must have had so much fun working with Bill in these little moments I where it did, was just I did, and you. it was like we were both in tuxedos, and yeah. we were in the set we'd never been in before, and it was just the two of us, and it was really a lot of fun. I loved scenes like this. It, it, yeah. just, the, just Bill... And myself working together were, were some of my favorite moments ever. Yeah. Yeah. Just so fun. Every scene with you guys is is enjoyable. I love so. it. I love it. Thank you all for joining us for this episode of Pod Meets World. You can follow us on Instagram, Pod Meets World Show. You can send us your emails, podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. And we have merch. Merch. Italian. <laughs> Italian. I knew that one. Next episode, season three, episode seven, Truth and Consequences. It originally aired November 10th, 1995. Writer, send us out. We love you all. Pod dismissed. 
Pod Meets World is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Danielle Fischel, Will Friedle, and Ryder Strong. Executive producers, Jensen Karp and Amy Sugarman. Executive in charge of production, Danielle Romo. Producer and editor, Tara Sudbach. Producer, Jackie Rodriguez. Engineer and Boy Meets World superfan, Easton Allen. Our theme song is by Kyle Morton of Typhoon. You can follow us on Instagram at Pod Meets World Show or send us an email at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind. Yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies. I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead. Mixed with chocolate syrup? Ooh, why not? When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler Sandies shortbread cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago, and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions, and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class. And 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.